This is so weird when we do StreamYard. I can never see, I have to do that to get you in. It's really weird. It's really weird. I can't. I'll lean in a bit. No, 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 no. I feel like I'm, hello, everyone. <laughs> Good morning. That's my top. No, this is one of the ones you threw out. one of my favourites. The this Rose is of... and Skulls is my favourite. Oh, my God. I was about to cut the neck. I thought this was one that you threw out. It's so, out a load of T-shirts. Hang on, hang and the on. girls are. Which pile have you gone for? girls are selling it's, that isn't the pile. To, so you've sold all my T-shirts? I have not. Okay. Good morning, everybody. How are you? I said last night, it was a really curious thing. What was That's what we wanted to upload today. What? The bloody thing that you were roaring with laughter about by the comedian. Oh, but I didn't think we could. Because we didn't know I who he was. I said last no, night no, but I couldn't I find out. No, but I couldn't find out who he was and I felt bad. I've got it on my phone. No, it's no good. Oh, it's so good. It's, Can't you upload it now? It's so you'd have to send it to Michelle. She'd have to. Michelle, email are you there? Wonder, yeah, you'd have, just just send the link to her, and then hopefully it'll come. Through. Michelle, if you're there, can I send this to you? It's very funny because it led to uh, a well, huge. We'll wait. See if we can yeah, get it. Okay, it led to a huge dawning realization last night. Huge gaping, sort of epiph epiphanic moment. Well, I've decided what the problem with life is, with everyone's life is. Hello, Julie Hilton. Morning, Faith Goodman. <laughs> what? You said to me No, you can't. I'm just looking for it. This, I've sent you so many bloody things. Um, yeah. Go and chat. Not that thing. Tell them what's I coming tell up. tell them about that. Okay, welcome, everyone. I hope you're well. Good morning. If you're listening on podcast, I hope you're having fun wherever you are, doing your thing, fiddling around, sitting on the tube, sitting in a car, sitting in a bus, wherever you are. Um, Victoria Moore says, just quickly, I started to follow Sean King and asked her after, after you tagged them, Nadia, just wow. Oh. It's, it's not for, it, Sean King's is not for the faint hearted. I promise you it's, it's a, it's a, you've got to gird your loins. You've got to gird your loins. Absolutely. So we are going to, obviously we're going to be okay. talking about. So um, Sean King is somebody that's posting where well, we're getting a lot of our information and seeing a lot of like. We're worn out with what actually what we're seeing. Dina and I were saying yesterday, God, it feels so bad when we take even a few hours off because, of course, the people in Gaza can't take time off. But um, he, he's actually a civil rights um, campaigner out in America, but he's totally taken up the cause of the um, Palestinians. And, yeah, we try and... <laughs> I, I, like I said yesterday, I really struggle because I want to post some of this stuff, but I know it's... I don't want to bomb people with it. God, I can't believe I said the word bomb. You know, just put that into your life if you're just going through somebody's account that you know in a different way. But we do try and get it across without horrifying um, people. So if anybody does want to follow it, follow him at Sean, S-H-A-U-N-K-I-N-G. Um, it's just really important to say that thing that Nadia just said about bombing, I think that's really important because I think there is a danger that if you only see relentlessly insurmountably traumatic footage yet on the one hand you're trying to show what's actually happening because actually none of as we've discovered in the last uh, as we discovered in the last um three weeks the mainstream media is next to useless not entirely useless but next to useless it really is um and i think so it's really important that that is happening i think one of the struggles i have it's so traumatizing it's so sort of unmediated insofar as it's raw and it hits you. And they, I mean, I've seen, you've seen the worst things you could possibly hope to see. Yes, you're right. It puts you in the position of the Palestinians. 
and it puts you in the in the position of of the Israelis that, uh, when they had the October seventh attack. You know, so there's 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 a visceral reality to it that is really hard to tolerate. And actually, I think it's all right to say I need to balance and moderate that in order to stay on board actually with the argument, because the danger with it is is that you become so traumatized, so numbed mm -hmm. off that actually you lose the capacity to kind of get actually really impassioned and passionate in all the areas that you need to. So I think one needs to remove the guilt around not being able to face it all so completely. The stuff I'm finding most uncomfortable, and I'll put it down to say what we're doing, is the, is the footage that's being posted of um, the is, Israeli soldiers and settlers and the members of the Israeli population mocking, uh, torturing, pushing, uh, caricaturing, sending up the suffering of the Palestinians. It's an interesting contrast because you've got the explicit horror of what's literally happening to the bodies of children, mothers, men, and then you've got the behavior around it. And it's not that one is any worse than the other, but the behavior around it demonstrates a certain sociopathy and psychopathy that's absolutely breathtaking. And I almost find that more traumatic than the stuff that actually has to have a blur on it. You can have your settings on Instagram so that you're not hijacked by the shot you can and it's an important thing that you can pause really for a important. moment and you can decide because like you know it's like i said yesterday people come to my instagram to see silliness parody you know yoga i don't want them to be like scrolling through and then just like hit with something mm. that they might not be able to deal with mm. um but hopefully we're just we're just ellen makes a really I, good I point. can't deny that my father is arabic i can't <laughs> deny no. my connection to that land i can't mm. deny it's interesting that my, you know, my sister, my cousins, my, you know, that are all brought up here, we're just feeling it so strongly, such a powerful pull. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it, your genes are just your genes, aren't you? You can't help it. Um, and we are going to go on the march this Saturday. There is a march this Saturday if anybody wants to join. I wonder how many people they'll actually say up there compared to how many. Well, it's curious because apparently there were, there were half a million, but the, the mainstream press said there was only 100,000. I think really, again, wanted to sort of squash. And I mean, I'm shocked by how obvious the mainstream media control has been. I mean, I'm really staggered. I mean, it's, I was saying, I was trying to explain to our girls, which is, you know, it's incumbent on all of us as parents. I've said, to, I was saying to the girls today, in all of the history I've learned about since 1906, which is when the syllabus of our modern history started in Britain, I never thought I'd get to a place where the word ceasefire could be weaponized in the way it had. I, and I was trying to yeah. explain to them that you are actually at a very unusual moment. Don't think this is normal because they want you to think this is normal so that the next time you're not even surprised that it happened. They want to make us immune to the idea that. It is remarkable the state uh, censorship and propaganda that we're receiving. It is sensational. It's, it's, I mean, if you just remove the horror of yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it is utterly fascinating. It, I mean, it really is, it, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's and it's, oh, the negative of that is it's petrifying mm. how many people are just going, you know, over a Prosecco or whatever, or doing whatever they, oh yeah, well that must be it. Because, they work on the, it works on the assumption propaganda that people haven't got the time to dig in and, and have a look around. And both sides will always, yeah, yeah. And always oh, will have absolutely, propaganda. Absolutely. using propaganda. It's the nature of war. Absolutely. Um, um, I just wanted to quickly just say something on that note regarding you and uh, the intensity of feeling. It was weird. I was talking to someone on location who knows you very well, and uh, we were, they were asking how you were, and I was saying about, we were talking about the crisis. And I said to them, I said, it's really odd. I said, I can, for the first time, really, 
since being married to you, I feel you and your family's ethnicity is so present mm. because I can feel how your, without wanting to use your people, your, your culture, your, your ethnicity, who you are, your background, your roots are actually, let's just pause for a minute, are at the bottom of the pile in the entire world. And I can, it's that weird thing of never really understanding fully as a white man. At the moment. I mean, yeah, at the moment, but understanding many, as a white man who's yeah. the, you know, ostensibly the most, sort of, you know, you're the most, most privileged position in terms of everything because we've controlled the narrative for years. And I was just saying, oh my God, I'm actually witnessing what it must mean. So my empathy and understanding for being, you know, in the whole Black Lives Matter movement and every other ethnic group that's been prejudiced against, this is... This is this is. Do you real. know what? There were, I had such a sad moment with Dina the other day, and, and, and my father is Christian. We're not we're not Muslim, mm. but um, on the first night of the blackout, um, when Israel just cut off everything, all communications and electricity, and and they were just plunged into darkness, totally terrifying. It was very very heavy mm. bombardment. They couldn't people couldn't message each other and find okay. out where the family were and everything. And there was this there was this piece of film and like the sky was lit up orange and the, and you could hear underneath it there was the call to pray they were praying in the mosques around Gaza as the only way to communicate because all they had was prayer and to hear that voice going you hear the tiny children say and I said to Dean, oh, I want to post that I said, but you know what you know what people will go Oh, Muslims, mm, terrorism. And I thought, I can't post that. And yet this was the most extraordinary piece of film of, of, of humanity, you know, how you can reach out, that need to survive. And it was just, it was just a horrific stroke, beautiful moment. And I knew that it was also a dangerous thing to post because people would think it's like when you hear them saying Allah, Allah, and they're calling to Allah because their mum is under the rubble or something. And you think, oh, well, I can't post that because if people hear them saying Allah, because Allah has become this thing that is only ISIS and mm -hmm. there's only, and I mean, again, I'm not Muslim, but I'm, I just feel so badly for all the Muslims that got nothing to do with terrorism. You know, it just, yeah, it's just just heartbreaking. But the thing, I would go even further than that. I would the say Islamophobia something. Islamophobia is it's just, it's just, it's just, it really, it upsets me so much, like so much in the world does. I mean, God, you look at the Sudan, you look at Syria, you look everywhere, but just in this moment, and in this moment of horror, we are feeling it very keenly. I'd go even further. I'd go even further. I'd go, I'd go so far. I mean, let's, let's look at the kind of facts of the matter here. Israel was created as a global acknowledgement of the awfulness of what happened yeah. to them in World War II, the Jews. Um, it was created for people who weren't born in that region of the world. It was created as a, as a, sort, of, uh, a sort of safe place, a rallying call for Jews mm. of the world. And it was seen as a, a reparation. It was seen as a, a, you know, a, a gift uh, with essentially with a kind thought at the center of it. It was, it was, it, there was an idea behind it that wasn't entirely wrong, but it was done in an entirely in, insensitive and, 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 and not thought through way by people who weren't of the 
region or area. So let, let's just part that. And because of that, I would go so far as to say that we all accept and admit and know that anti-Semitism is a totally, totally wrong, reprehensible thing. And I would go one step further and say, everything as we're seeing in the media everywhere is geared towards spotting it, calling it out, and trying to deal with it quickly. Everyone is, and let me finish this thought. No, just one thought. Mm. And everything is steered towards denying the possibility of it happening and, and removing it. Labour Party, everything. I just want to pause for a second. I'd say that Islamophobia is so embedded, so deeply embedded, we don't even know we're feeling it or saying it or doing it. Because as you just said, everyone, I would say, who has no connection with the Muslim world, if you hear the call to prayer, they will make the wrong negative connection immediately before anything else. That is a stronger prejudice right now in the world Unfortunately, I hate to say, than necessarily anti-Semitism could be. And so one has to stop and say and call them both out. But I would say that anti-Semitism has many more, you know, advocates against that, you know, being anti-Semitic, have many more people around the world screaming for their corner as they should. And there is no one screaming for the corner saying Islamophobia is wrong. It is an injustice. It's being demonstrated in the actions of Israel. It's so embedded, we can't even turn around, we can't even turn around to acknowledge what it is. And I would say that that's where anti-Semitism was many, many years ago. We are in a position now where we all recognize, you know, civilized, you know, rational human beings know that anti-Semitism is an appalling thing. But why is there not the same severity of approach or thought or condemnation to Islamophobia, because that's what this is. These are the poorest Arabs in the world. Collateral damage. So poor. I mean, yeah. Somebody said today that, um, that interview I was listening to, who said, uh, what was it he said? They are cannon fodder Mm. for you know, he was talking about them being cannon fodder for Iran, cannon fodder for whatever country mm. needs to play the game. Mm. The Palestinians have been used, mm. and they are, I, I, in our opinion, they are being used at the moment. Well, we've done very well of not mentioning the war Sorry. at the top. I just want to, okay, well, we may as well just, let's just show, this is footage from Liverpool Our plan State was Station. to only talk about the war yes. at the end for yeah. anybody that wants to, yeah. wants to, Sorry. who doesn't want to engage with it, but I suppose... What are we here on Coffee Morning? We are we're not a news station. We are not we are we are two people that starting three years ago in the in the horror of the pandemic pulled together with a group of people and talked about stuff. Mm. Any kind of stuff. We could easily be talking about my bra in two minutes' time. You know, yeah, we I don't think we will. and I think and I think those that have known us for a long time know that. And those that are just joining or just pissed mm. off with us and leaving, that that's who we are. And we're not, it's not terribly organised. It's just hopefully just an authentic mm. sharing of human shit, basically. Lucy Heaney, just quickly, I, I've, I've been shocked and horrified by English humans post. You're absolutely right. There's many people, it's, it's quite frightening. It's quite frightening, some of the people, um, what they're saying. I've seen that. Let me just show, this is footage from Liverpool Street Station last night. Um, uh, anti the bombing, pro ceasefire, uh, pro-Palestinian, uh, they brought Liverpool Street Station to a standstill. Um, 
And so that was that was the last one. It's kind of you know, very, very powerful, very powerful. And I think, you know, People are engaged that know nothing of the Palestinian situation. What a horrific way for that to happen. Mm. But people are engaging and finding out, you know, more. I mean, at the beginning, the horror that the, you know, Israel went through, there was a complete ban on talking about the history. But now we are where we are. We have to look at the history and look mm. how we ended up where we've ended up. Mm. And people are really engaging with it. And there were so many Jewish groups as well. Just Did you see that sign there? Yeah. Jews against genocide. Yeah. This isn't. This isn't, you know, this is humanity. Listen, listen, these are powerful psychopathic leaders. Yeah. You know, this is what me and Dina were saying yesterday. Yeah. The majority of people have human hearts, but we are in the hands of bloody sociopaths wherever mm. you bloody look. We only have to look at what's coming out of the COVID inquiry oh, to see how absolutely God. disconnected they all were. From God, do you know what? I human. felt physically sick yesterday when I saw Biden outside the White House Giving children sweets. For the American children. Yeah. Um, and you want the photographers there taking photos of you giving these children sweets? What makes that child more important than the child that is screaming for their mother in Gaza? I mean... I was saying last night, actually, um, <laughs> uh, Banksy needs to do a mural of Biden when he bent down yesterday. There's a photograph, bent down, and, um, and yeah. you suggested he should be handing a hand grenade to a, yeah, to a child. I think it was Dina that said yeah, that. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's incredibly it's incredibly powerful stuff. Um, yeah, so a couple of other details just before we move on. Um, Elon Musk is wanting his Starlink satellite to help the aid. Now, here's a curious detail. So, so Elon Musk wants his satellite service Starlink, which obviously he brought above Ukraine during that crisis. He wants to bring it above um, the Gaza Strip in order to help rec officially internationally recognized aid agencies only. Um, Israel has gone completely nuts saying that this will only aid and abet and support Hamas. Hamas. Uh, and Elon Musk, what you don't do is you don't say to someone like Elon Musk, uh, you, you're an idiot, you shouldn't do this. Because of course, Elon Well, actually, at the point that he first made this statement that he was going to do it, and Israel government, Israeli government came back so hard, I thought, whoops, yeah. oh no, yeah, now he's really going to do it. No. Don't tell him off, just don't tell him off. And his line back was, he literally said, as Israel said, we're, we're terminating all links with Starlink, was, I'm not so fucking naive as to not He's know, as to not know or check whatever's linking up to our satellite. It's this idea that everyone can just kind of suddenly link up. They will, they will ratify, check, and, and, and you know. He said he will be rigorous and yeah. that it will be only the aid agencies. Yeah. You know, 65 aid workers have been killed, 65. I think Apparently, good, yeah. that is quite yeah. an... I mean, I don't know in the conflict what the no, numbers are. No, in any are, other normal time of the year, that would be considered an atrocity. Yeah, yeah, that would be considered an 65 atrocity. 65, and that was the day before yesterday, yeah. so I don't know today. But so, you know, what he's doing it can only be seen as a humanitarian act. But of course, people are very nervous about Elon Musk getting involved in these. I don't understand. You, you've, got to, you've got to have a particularly odd heart even if you're fired up on either side, as you say, Natasha, on either, Natasha Milton, on either side of the equation, you've got to be made of something very, very odd and deeply disturbing that you could have a problem with someone offering aid and assistance only to the aid agencies. That has to tell you something about your attitude to the vulnerable and the innocent and the struggling and the injured. 
and the well, uh, you know the volunteer. well we've seen many times in the last three weeks there have been many many statements from people within the Israeli government that say I don't care man woman child infant I don't care they've said that I don't understand why they, no one's what, said what, I don't understand how this is not, I don't understand I've how got the, all the quotes. I don't understand how the West are are propping this up in such a sort of unconditional fashion I mean, but but the thing is the good thing is I mean the Israeli government is not being too faced about this no. they're saying it outright. Yeah on a daily basis. So, I mean, they're saying what they think. They just want... They just, well, I'll tell you what I'll tell you what I'm You know, they're animals and they're rats and they want them wiped out. That has been said, hasn't it? Yeah. Like, and, I, and I have to say, I, I think, unfortunately, the, the, the appetite for the Arab nations surrounding uh, Gaza to kind of support in a more meaningful way, which we all know what that means, is potential even more conflict, is all of the countries surrounding are so, in a sense, financially, economically compromised on this global sort in this global stage. They're all in cahoots. They're all dependent on American money. You know, all these countries have are having to kind of balance their sort of political and religious and cultural beliefs with the welfare of their population, their ability to function as a nation, all this kind of stuff. And so, in a sense, the West has constructed a bit of a basket case situation where I think the reason Israel is kind of pushing and pushing, and actually, like yesterday, I nearly posted it. They said almost quite proudly, "Yes, we hit the refugee camp, um, killing." Killing. Well, let's let's just have a look at the damage at the refugee camp, which the Los Angeles Times. Los has Angeles been Times shown. on a very very um very motive piece today. Actually, and there's I nothing graphic very... or explicit in yeah, these, but they, they are they are wide shots, so don't be fearful. But just to give you a sense of of of, of what happened, the, the the scale of devastation is something from a dystopian <clears throat> horror film. And close up, you know, these are all people in like sandals, desperately trying to look. For their loved ones under under the rubble, it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a good it's a really good piece, isn't it? For their later really times. really really good piece. No, not is it? Yeah, Los Angeles yeah. Times. Yeah. Now this is the, there is some extraordinary photojournalism going on throughout this. These people are so brave. Oh my god, they're right in there, aren't they, with mm. their cameras? I've seen some incredible photos. Mm. I've such respect for war photographers. Mm. I've got a bit of um. Yeah, a bit of an obsession with, because I always feel I would be the least brave person on the planet. Mm. I'd be like shuddering away. I've met a couple. They're, uh, they're, 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 there's a strange dislocation. Well, there is a trauma and a, a lack of self, not a lack of self-care yeah. because they wouldn't be able to survive and do the job, but there is an element in them. Of, of It's weird, actually, because some of the photojournalists that I'm now following that I knew nothing about, Palestinian um I can feel that in some of the posts that they write. Mm-hmm. I can feel what you just said is that you would have to. How could you? You would go mad otherwise, mm-hmm. wouldn't you? Absolutely. So I just want to say, so it's just really, it's just really interesting. So they they announced that they were really hot, hot off the hot off the press. As soon as this refugee camp had been hit, there was there was a sort of almost a febrile excitement to say, yes, it was us with dozens Do you think of it's casualties. They think if they say it, they're not going to get attacked for Precisely. doing it. But also, it was like, yes, we are. But because they they claim to have hit a Hamas. Uh, commander. Um, interestingly, no one's verified this yet, but they're going to have to say that now because they've killed so many. Uh, there's been so much collateral damage. Um, but we're in this. It's just. Uh, it goes all the way back to keep remembering the settlers in the West Bank. Things are going. Things are terrible in the West Bank. Things are getting worse in the West Bank. Palestinian men are being uh, kidnapped. They're being imprisoned. They're being taken off. They're being tortured. They're being killed. I mean. It, and that's happening. That's not even in the press. <sighs> cause and effect. Cause and effect. 
the West and the mainstream media would have you think that October the 7th happened in a vacuum. It didn't. Also, interestingly, Netanyahu was in a mess. So there you go. Anyway, let, let, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, so let's talk about... Um, let's talk about... Prince William? Prince <clears throat> William. Why is Prince William going to be upset? Or could be upset? Well, rumours are that he's going to be enraged right. because of the new... I think, is it Series 6 of Series the Crown? Six, yeah. Series 6, of the Crown. And, and we believe that she they are going to talk about her being pregnant. This is, oh, what with Dodie? This is a rumour, isn't it, oh. that's gone round since since she died, that she was actually pregnant at the time with Dodie's child. Can and I just ask who still watches The Crown? You, we kind of left, we sort of left it. It's really we? strange how we do this sometimes with... Sometimes we seem to do it a lot. Don't things we? that we're really enjoying. <laughs> I mean, I think throughout the series, the acting has been phenomenal. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, they are incredible productions. Oh, God, yeah. I think, yeah, why have we pulled away from it? I know why I did. I And it's a terrible thing to say, and I'm probably going to get shot down, and it's a bit of a kind of don't diss the dolly moment. I, you know, everything about the Princess Diana thing. No, 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 it. the Princess Diana thing was tragic and everything. I, I, I was so not a fan of the the real life simpering prince. I, I just, I just, there was, I don't know. I literally found it insufferable, her interview. And, That's right. You, and, and you lost it, it when, when we got to, to Princess Diana. Diana. Yeah. yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. And it's You're going to be in I, trouble for that. Well, no, no, no. It's it. not because I don't like her or didn't, it, it was just, I No, there was lots of people that felt like they listen, it's okay to but say that you didn't have, you didn't heroin worship yeah, yeah. her. No, like, it was awful like, what happened to her, but I found her insufferable before it all. And, and so of course the tragedy of her dying is sad, but I just, I think when people found her insufferable I think people forgot she was 19 yeah, yeah, no, of course. I mean, she not... was two years younger than Maddie yeah, no, imagine that. that imagine that so um so yes. I suppose I was preparing myself for if yes. she was simpering am I gonna have to watch actors being simpering yes that's what that? it was and I was still mm. enjoying it that's right well you yeah. need to care I mean I think you know yeah. yeah, but but the production is astonishing. I think I thought the first couple of series. And we discovered that actress that we absolutely love that played Margaret. Oh, Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa yeah. Kirby. Just yeah, Cambo says, says the earlier seasons were better because most of us don't have a memory of that time to cross-reference it with. That's a very good yes. point. Yes, that is a good point. That's so I suppose we're constantly going, oh, but is that true? Was yeah. that true? Is that true? Is that true? And it's kind of exhausting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also think <clears> when, when you know that things have been abridged or bits have been rewritten, I, th I think that concept just began to become, became bigger and bigger as we got closer and closer to now. So you began to think, Mm, Do you really know what, as well, you know, whatever I think about the royal family, whatever I think about William and Harry, what I do know is that to have gone through that trauma and then to have to be in the public eye and that funeral and everything, oh, you just God. think, can just we awful. not? Yeah. I mean, they have begged directly into camera to stop with their mum. So I suppose, mind you, Harry has said many times he's watched the crime. He, he likes it. Well, he likes it, it yeah. But, and is this... Am I right in thinking this is going to be the last? This is going to be the last, isn't it? They're, they're sort of, they are going to pause for a moment. Well, they won't be able everyone... to do a living king. No. no. I mean, they just can't. No, well, yes. maybe they can. Maybe they can. I don't know. Okay. Well, okay, so Prince William could get upset. And you're right. It pivots around the idea that they're going to tell the potential story or suggest the story that, uh, in fact, Dodie Fayed's father, Muhammad Al-Fayed, yeah. he suggested she could have been pregnant, wasn't he? The mm. one who sort of said this. Um, 
So I think he popped it out there. Um, Gen Z are increasingly sexless, or Gen Z are in a sex recession. I've had a quick look through this, but yeah, this is interesting. This seems to chime with the idea that Gen Gen was it Gen Z. Which don't now, drink come on, as much, remind me, which one is Gen Z? What's Gen Z, guys? What age is that up to? Because I, I think Z? it's up to 25. Right. Is it? Well, and why is it Z? Can someone give us a quick grab on what Gen Z is? What, thanks, Faith. Yes, Faith, yeah. what is it? Yeah, we don't know. Gen, I, I say it all I the time, but I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm presuming about. anywhere between 18 and 28. Am I right? I, I think I that's it, but I don't know why Z. Because we had Gen X, was Gen Y. Who's Gen we Y? Have Gen Y. We did have Gen Y. Cambo, 2000 to 2012. What, born? Oh, it is up to about 25, Zoe Agnew. Okay. Right. Right. Thank you. Gen Z, not Gen Z. Gen Z. It's like TMZ. 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 So this is an article in the Times, is it? Yeah, it is. In the Times. The Guardian's um, done it as well. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of this that pops up and back and forth, doesn't it? I mean, it's not a new discussion, but I think it is a discussion because it's ongoing. Um um that and watched what this what's the journalist name what, what what this journalist is saying in this article is that actually this is actually a report from the center for scholars and storytellers yeah, at UCLA, UCLA. <laughs> oh, I love that. okay um and they did um <clears throat> they did a poll didn't they a, a survey <clears throat> and i think it's something like 30% of gen z people is that right gen yeah. z generation generation z um actually aren't as up for it as we might have been. Right. They are they are weary of um things like euphoria. They want less euphoria. They want more the Sira. Romance. You mean the Sira for anyone who doesn't know the Sira that she doesn't she doesn't literally mean euphoria. <laughs> yeah, euphoria the series. Series. Yeah. yeah, and the, um what they want to see more on the media of is is platonic relationships. Oh, wow. Friendships. Okay. Do you know what? I think back to when I was that age, would I have said that? Can, do you not think? Nah, it... I think I just wanted sex. <laughs> What's gone wrong? Um, uh, no, I think I, I just think I think it's all to do with going back to that age-old thing of if you can see it everywhere, if you can access it all the time, you're traumatized. Well, there's a you know there is an increase, and we've spoken about this before in um, erectile dysfunction, completely direct line to the porn. Um, Demonstrate porn, direct line again. <laughs> direct line to the explosion of porn. Okay. Um, and actually, she was in that in that article. She talks about how for many men, it's like really difficult. You know, this idea that you've got to bloody strangle girls and you've got to do this and you've got to do that puts them off. Mm. And I'm not blooming surprised. Do you think it's because? It, do you think sex everywhere makes it look like an awful lot of hard work? I, I mean, oh my God, I couldn't be more happy that I was not born in this time. And mm. I would have just been so messed up about, I was messed up without it, right. about what I should have been and how I should have looked like and how I should have looked. And, you know, we didn't see sex. We didn't see it. So we weren't like jumping around thinking, you know, it was everything was instinct. But if you've seen way before you've ever had any kind of sexual experience, you're seeing pornography. You would just be. Can you imagine how petrifying it would be? Well, I, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think. I think it's all about the fact that we didn't see. I, I think sex was incredibly exciting for our generation. Are we Jane? What are we Jane? I, 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 I say. You know, I, I said to the girls, I want you to watch normal people, because that was what sex was like. 
Yes. Yeah, no, you know, saying. if you yeah. haven't watched Normal People and you're mm. a Gen Z, watch Normal People. Mm. That was literally how sex was because we didn't have, you know, the most you had was a bit of Playboy and everyone looked stupid in it. You know yeah. what I mean? You yeah. just look, was like, God. Yeah, we are. Looks, thanks, Michelle. She looks <laughs> constipated. Oh God, you know, you just, you just like, you didn't feel, oh, you know, oh God, yeah, she's got a pink labia, but you know, nobody else has kind of thing. Right. But then, but then now yes. you, you can't do that. You can't yeah. dismiss it. No. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, but I, I've been I feel for young men. I mean, if I, if I had been faced with, I mean, I remember, and I'm going to share this. I remember years ago, oh, a, fr- a friend of mine who's, what are you gonna say? I'm going to give you the context. I'll paint the scene. So I won't give his full name, but uh, a, a chap called uh, Ed. Ed. Um, he, I went around to his mum and dad's oh, flat. Is this a story um, I've heard and I hate? Went in, he went into the cupboard. It actually involved... He a, went into the cupboard. Right, yeah, okay. Out, Can you on. just tell me which one this is? Which pulled one out, is it? Pulled out a pump-action shotgun, pumped oh, it repeatedly, aimed it at my head and fired. Didn't know there wasn't a bullet in it. I felt the wind. It, was, it threw me across the room. Then we fired it out of the window. Oh, what, a real pump? Yeah, real? apparently his, I discovered after oh, the his dad was like an armed police. Pistol. Yeah, yeah, no, or I don't know what he was. He was something in security. Oh, my God, don't. That, this so is I, the thing that happens in America all the time. With yeah. bullets Oh, in. no, no. I, I mean, I rarely think of that as a moment because it, we, we were just playing and it was fun and we were feeling it blow us up. Why are boys so stupid? So he had a pump-action shotgun, but he also had a magazine on the floor in the cupboard, his dad. And he went, Ed, <laughs> he went, look at this. And he threw it open. And I'm not exaggerating. There was a man with a penis that was snaking all the way down to the floor. It's, oh, gross. And it, and I thought, I just remember thinking, oh, my God. Mine isn't like that. Not only is mine not like that, but how does he get it in his trousers? How does it? I just didn't. It's due to go to the practical. I thought you were going to say and it made you feel really insecure and it gave you dysmorphia. No, it looked like an elephant trunk. It looked ridiculous. Well, there but, you go, because it is but, ridiculous. Yeah, no, it is Nobody ridiculous. would want a penis no, that but, hits the floor. But footage and imagery that kids are presented with now, it's like great long erect things that you just... It's like the pressure on boys is as extreme. Awful, awful, um, awful. Yeah. And especially because the pressure on them is is often to be violent. Well, someone was asking, what did you mean by strangle? They, that, that, that came a bit... Well, this choking or... thing in the article, oh. it talks about that. So that's quite a thing, apparently, right. in certain generations. Really? But... Um, um, but, well, but, 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 but I mean, a lot of this we've spoken about before and we will talk about again, but, but it was, it was, it was that line about um, this generation of wanting to see more platonic mm. relationships mm. beautifully told, well told within the media, great friendships. Yeah. I mean, when you think you like, mean, like, rather like than relationships, lost, Matthew, yes, yeah, yeah, unless, uh, rather than sexual relationships. You know, when you think, we've talk, obviously been talking a lot about friends recently with Matthew Perry's passing, but... Sophia, we have. We spent the first 20 minutes talking about... Twen- first 20 minutes. Yeah. And you, it's uploaded, so yeah, you so can, do, do, you do can, scroll you to the beginning. watch that. Um, but, you know, our kids and many people on those kids are obsessed with friends. The Gen Z, they've all watched it from beginning to end, and then they go back to it, looking for those platonic relationships. And I think the media, well, you know, television, film isn't really picking up on that, I, it I, seems. I would argue, I would say that there was one great big ginormous example of where, of something that happened this year that did relate to that, did What's speak that? to that, did connect to the youngsters for that. And why it was such a success was Barbie. Because when I dug down oh, into yes. what a lot of young adults, young women yes. specifically liked in this film, it was really sweet. 
it was the safety of childhood and it was the mm. safety of relating in that, I think. But that, that's a movie and, and you're right. Non-sexual. But when you think when we were, like, what was that one we both loved about the lawyers? The lawyers, that, that we both loved that, that um, series. Uh, friends up north. Friends in no, the, no, 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 no. Yeah. It was it was a group of lawyers all living in sort of Notting Hill. Oh, Gates yeah. No, you of... liked it. I wasn't a fan. Yeah, you did. You said it was fun. Oh, maybe that's when you first met me. You pretended. No, no, I didn't like it. Well, can you remember what the name? I can't it remember was? what it was. This life. This life. Was that where um, Daniel Craig wasn't? It? Did Daniel Craig come from there? I don't know. <laughs> this life. The other one with Helen Baxendale. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. was that? Yeah. That sort, those sorts of programs, we haven't got anything like that. No, no. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This life, Frasier. Someone else said it's those. It is. It yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Was about yeah. friendship. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can anyone think of any series at all at the moment where it's it's more about friendship? I mean, being a loose woman. And, you know, I haven't been a loose woman over the last 25 years. If you don't know, if you're watching from another country, this is, I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about a show that I'm in, which is like live talk in America. It's a debating show. But the thing that everybody always wants to know when they talk to us is about our friendship. But like, I, who but, are you yeah, really but, but, good but, friends yeah, with? Yeah, but friendship what is different to relationships, though, isn't it? No, but this is what they're saying, that people are wanting to see, this generation, Gen Z, are wanting to see more platonic relationships, friendships. Oh, I thought they meant On just, television, on... Oh, I'm sorry, I, missed, I read the article they were talking about when they see romantic relationships. They don't. They want them to have a more platonic aspect to them. They're not, they're not friendships. They're, if romance is going to be shown, it's romance without sex. That's how I saw it. I, oh, I, I, I saw it both ways, actually. I thought oh, right. they wanted both. Yeah, because I think friendship friendship is everywhere, isn't it? I mean, everyone's got... I mean, no, that, but, that but great where, thing which we could play it last night about women. I think of a women. single series. About friendship? Yeah. Oh, mate, Claire Riley De Silva, 30-something. I love that show. 30. Oh. That's oh, what man. I'm talking about. That's the one I'm talking about. Was that lawyers? Yeah, well, no, they were media people. I think one of them was a lawyer. Yeah, no, no, that's the one I'm talking about, 30-something, thank you. And then they did it again, 40-something, and I didn't like it. Do you remember watching 30-something, thinking I'll never be 30? 30. And here we are, fucking 60 next year. Not you, me. Cold feet. That was great. But we will do this thing that I found last night, because it was so brilliant. It was so funny. funny. Maybe we should use it as a peg for uh, how to stay married. It's quite a light-hearted one. Yes. It's quite a nice one. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than just talking about how, how much we hate each other, we should talk about how much we love each other. Is that right? No. Anyway, guys, there you go. Uh, oh, and finally, what was that song? Robert De Niro's... Talking Italian. Talking Italian. What does it say there? Robert De Niro's waving? Is it? Is that what it says? Robert De Niro's waving? What's the line in the lyrics? Robert De Niro's waving. Waiting. Waiting. Talking Italian. Okay, well, Robert De Niro really lost his shit yesterday. <laughs> oh, fuck no. De Niro's former executive assistant suing him for 12 million, claiming he uh, would be using the toilet while he phoned her. Oh, God, I mean, he who hath cast the first... I think I've telephoned someone on the loo. It's, well, I... Called her names to her face and asked him to, scr- asked him to scratch his back instead of using a device to carry out the task. To which he did answer... I may have done that occasionally, but not in a creepy way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he's furious. He's furious. basically. He is furious. He shouted yeah. at her across the, the court. courtroom. Now she was his assistant for like something like ten 20, years. Ten years. Yeah, ten years. Was it ten? Yeah. Um, and he said to her, "Shame on you, Denise. Yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself." Something like that. It must. 
and, yeah. and the judge like gave him an angry look and he had to sort of like quieten down. It must be something very surreal though, both for the judge and everyone in the courtroom to see Robert De Niro lose his shit in New York when you've seen him do what he's done in Goodfellas Taxi Driver and he loses his shit. I do think, you know what I sense in this, this isn't about just wanting to trust one side or the other. I do wonder whether that level of frustration from him is they must have been very close enough to have worked for those years. And it's that terrible tragedy, isn't it, where perhaps a very, you know, whatever the professional relationship was, did break down over a couple of kind of misjudgments and, and inaccuracies or whatever. Or he was a, or he was a total bastard or, throughout. No, we no, don't absolutely. know. And she just suddenly went, do you know what? You've I've just gone enough. too bloody far no, now. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so we will never know. No. But um, you've met him. You weren't that enamoured, were you? Yeah, nothing to say. Well, he was just very, he said he very was boring. He was really well. He, he, I can't remember what the film was. It might have been called. I think him and Sylvester Stallone were in a film together. Someone can find out if him and Sylvester Stallone were in a film together because they were both at Cat Dawn yeah, Team at the Cannes Film Festival. And Sylvester Stallone was charm personified and chat, 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 chat. And Robert Nero, absolutely. Look, it just see. Nothing. Maybe he's just a real, real miserable git. And everything that he's done, he doesn't. He doesn't think there's any problem with it, you know. Yeah. In that way that those pompous people are. Yeah. Um, he is very monosyllabic, Reese. Yeah, no, he is. Mm. Uh, yeah. But when he says something, it's quite funny. Okay, it's the first of November, guys. Guess what we were doing last night? Oh my god! Can they see it? Can you see that up there? Mm. See, that's our Vlogmas, Vlogmas diary. diary. We were booking in all our things, and oh my God, we nearly had a massive fight. Me, Mark, and Dina nearly mm. had a massive fight together because of a, a huge shift that we have suggested. Which I'm not on board with, but given that now we have two Sawalas on the case, <laughs> I'm very, it's very unlikely I'm going to be able to push back. Or push up, push okay. up, push up. Well Go. done, Dina. <laughs> okay, so we're going to sit here and wave now because it's a stream yard. <laughs> 